ball game, a movie, and then Chuck E. Cheese for dinner. What do you do next year? Billy's an only child, you know, Nellie says. Yeah, I know, but that's still too much, don't you think? Nellie nods in agreement. Must have cost a fortune, Ned says. As he slows down for the exit ramp, he glances at his rearview mirror into the back seat. I think Jason's asleep, he whispers. Sure enough, little Jason is slumped over in his car seat. Mom, Jason's droolin', gripes Nathan, their oldest. Nellie, prepared as usual, whips out an assortment of wipes and tissues, mops and dabs Jason's face, and then props him back up in his seat, all without waking him. Do you know who's preaching today? Ned asks. I think it's Pastor Jim, Nellie says. Oh, no, Ned groans. I love Pastor Jim, but he's so dry, and he always goes long. If I don't stop for coffee, I'll be snoring and drooling through the sermon myself. We don't have time to stop, dear. I'll go through the drive-up. It'll only take a second, Ned assures her. Unfortunately, the line for the drive-up window is five cars deep. To make matters worse, the woman directly ahead of the Johnsons sends her order back, adding further delay. By the time Ned has coffee in hand, church is starting, just a few blocks away. Ned can tell his wife is perturbed. Sorry, Ned offers. I'll step on it and get us there in no time. Don't bother, we're already late. You have that I told you so look again. Well, I told you not to stop for coffee. How was I supposed to know that everybody and their brother would stop for coffee at the same time, at the same place? Obviously, the whole church is getting caffeinated to make it through the sermon. Very funny. Really, I don't know what the big deal is, Ned says. We're only a few minutes late. I hate to be late, Nellie protests. By the time we park, unload, and get the kids in their classes, we'll be ten minutes late. I promise it'll be five minutes at the most. Ned is trying to sound conciliatory. I don't want to miss five minutes of the service, Nellie insists. Well, I guarantee you won't miss the sermon, Ned persists. Even if it's boring, it's the most important, the real meat of the service. I don't think it'll kill us to miss a few minutes at the beginning. It's just worship. Discussion Questions 1. What does Ned's apparent lack of concern for arriving late to church Communicate about the priority he places on worship. 2. What do you think causes someone like Ned to place such low value on worship? 3. How common do you think is Ned's opinion of worship among church attendees today? 4. What other attitudes, statements, or actions on the part of Christians indicate a low regard for worship? 5. How common is Ned's belief that the sermon is the most important part of the service? Do you agree or disagree with that? Top Priority One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Psalm 27, verse 4 
David's devotion to worship oozes from this verse. More than anything, David wanted to bask in the beauty of God's presence. He was enamored with God's glory. The one thing David longs for is intimacy with God and a chance to worship his Heavenly Father. As you probably picked up from the car ride with the Johnsons, that first principle we discover about David's worship involves priorities. David made worship his top priority. Because worship was such a high priority for David, he bristled whenever God wasn't given the honor he deserved. What stirred David to take on Goliath was not the threat he posed to Israel, but the giant.